Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You heard the woman crying. You heard the, the woman, the whale. It was. It, it, was like a, it, it felt like yeah. a person. And also you had the other whales come in to console her. Exactly. Oh, that was a it was such a huge, it, it, you, you, you realise that the, you know, we talk about evolution, but the connection between um, humans and animals weren't so far. Oh, hey guys, this is the 73rd episode of the Flix Watcher podcast. How you doing? Hello, film fans. In the recording studio today, our guests are post-colonial child. Woohoo! Books and rhymes. <laughs> And bookshy books. Woo! <laughs> and of course, Kobe. Hi. <laughs> As always, guys, we have all the show notes online at flixwatcher.tv for all the episodes. So please come and visit us there. Of course, join us on Twitter at flixwatcherpod. And please come to iTunes, rate us, and subscribe. There will be spoilers and bad language. You have been warned. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. We've got a full studio today. We are joined by the Not Another Book Podcast. If you would like to say hello to our lovely listeners and also tell us a little bit about your podcast, please. Hello, hello. Yes, my name is Postcolonial Child and I'm one third of the Not Another Book Podcast, which is a book podcast that says what you're thinking, but you're too afraid to say. We discuss literature and the industry and reading and writing, publishing, everything in between. And uh, there's a segment of your podcast, yes. um, the books you read last week, this week, <laughs> and the week before, <laughs> woo. <laughs> you clearly listen to the podcast. <laughs> Could you tell us about that section? About yes. <laughs> Actually, why don't we do a little demonstration? Books and rhymes, bookshine books, you know your bit. Right? I know my bit. Okay. One, two, three, three. go. Books are read this week, last week, and the week before. Woo! Woo! Yes. <laughs> this segment is the segment where we discuss basically books that we've read the week before, the last week, and all that. Um, often we are suffering from book flu sometimes. Yes. A few of us, but yes. And uh, what's book flu? It's when it's no a term book. coined by post-colonial child <laughs> people call it reading slump <laughs> <laughs> and we also have a segment actually called the get down which is where we actually discuss the theme of the episode and then something called the mic drop where we all take turns and sort of make people clutch their pearls and you know yes <laughs> <laughs> and how do you actually pick the books that you choose for for each episode well, it depends on, it's all dictated by the team. And for example, we did an episode that was very dear to my heart, <laughs> which is about anime and manga. And it was all about me just raving about all the animes and mangas I've read since I was like eight. And yeah, so it all depends. It depends where it takes us and the research we've done before and stuff like that. How many books do you guys read? Because I I like reading books, but I'm, I'm a slow reader. I can't, I get through maybe one book a month if I'm lucky maybe like one fiction book and maybe a couple like non-fiction type things, but I can't read. You guys 
produce your podcast quite regularly. Yes. So how many books do you read? I, I don't know. I don't. I generally don't know. I read on my Kindle. I read the books we get sent, just random books. And I have an interminable list of just books waiting to be read. But I will say that I am a book polyamorous person. So I can read multiple books at the same time. And I call it a book polygamist. Yeah. You and are. Also, no, you are I'm a polygamist. I'm a polygamist. You're a polyamorous. I'm a monogamist. Yeah, tried... I don't commit to no one. Yeah. But I yeah. still devote sometimes. I can I've... read multiple books at the same time. I, I try cheating on a current read and it just doesn't work. And I just, I'm a natural monogamist. You're faithful. Just... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But in answer to your question about how we get to read so many books, the structure of the episodes is discussion focus so we have a topic of discussion mm -hmm. and then we then use our bank of memory of the books that we've read we discuss a we we um we we, we reference the books we've read yeah. in relation to that particular episode so mm -hmm. that is not cumbersome on us mm -hmm. but it's also introducing our listeners to new books and in new ways of thinking about the books mm -hmm. that they might have read but hadn't thought about in the way we discuss them mm -hmm. this is just to say that if you hear us mention 20 books in an episode doesn't mean we read 20 books <laughs> in that same, <laughs> in that, in that yeah, same week no. yeah thank you for that clarification <laughs> <laughs> and we might mention one book every single episode <laughs> and that people yes. who listen know the book that we mentioned what I mention every single episode because yeah. I love it. Yeah. Children of Blood and Bone, cough, cough. <laughs> Which is also going to be adapted in, either into a movie or a series. Yeah, so we might come back to discuss it on Netflix, on Flix Watch Up. <laughs> but today, <laughs> <laughs> lovely segue. Today, uh, we're here to um, discuss Blackfish. So, can you give us a brief synopsis and then tell us why you picked it, please? Yes. Yeah, so, Blackfish is a 2013 American documentary film directed by Gabriella Are you Coppola. reading off Netflix? Oh, no. <laughs> yes. This is what's happening right I'm here. I'm reading from Wikipedia. Just, just, just sing it from your heart. Postcolonial Child yeah. loves Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia is actually her go-to source. I'm going to say something. She actually really does. I'm going to say something to you film fans. I tend to, as I'm watching the movie, go on Wikipedia and read because I always feel like they have more, they give more details and elements. So even whilst, because this is going to allude to the engagement, this is what we talk about in the engagement score a bit, is like going on IMDb, Wikipedia. So you no, find... That, that's me though. So would you find out like people are going to die before the end? And you're like, just wait, oh, okay. Five minutes into his <laughs> death. Oh, he dies. It's okay, so when's that going to happen? <laughs> okay, fine. Oh, that's happened. So what happens next? Yeah. Yes. Sure. Yeah. I, also that. I did not do that for Blackfish. So, well, okay, let me try to sing it say, from my say heart. from the heart. <laughs> yes. yes. It's basically, this is like my favorite documentary in like forever. You're weird. And it's also a documentary that started my <laughs> Netflix addiction. Really? Yes. It was like the first one I watched and then I just started watching every single day and, you know, not eating. But anyway, <laughs> Blackfish is about this, it's a, it centers around this orca called Tilikum. And Tilikum is sort of housed, it's part of this uh, attraction called the Sea World in the US. And it sort of follows his history of being captured and being trained and et cetera, et cetera. And what's particular about Tilikum is that he has killed three people. So it's, the documentary kind of tries to explain the causes and what led Tilikum to become this violent. And it sort of dives really deep into the sea world. Uh, it has interviews with the trainers, with visitors, and it kind of exposes a lot also about, you know, animal cruelty, um, attractions, how they treat animals, and how there's such a gap between what 
is presented to us as the general public when we go to like the zoo and stuff and get so excited and what's actually out there. That was a fantastic summary. A lot better. Yes, than, than yeah. reading yeah. off of like Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, I just yeah. I just have Wikipedia is my crutch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the first time, how did you come across this in the first place? You just went on Netflix and it recommended it to you or was it someone else no, told you about it? Uh, I just think I clicked on it. And I, I'm going to say this, that one of the reasons why I like this documentary so much is I do not see myself as an animal rights activist. I don't think I particularly, I wouldn't say, oh, I particularly love animals or care about animals. I like dogs and cats, but... I would not go to a protest for orcas or any of these kind of things. I wouldn't even read anything. This sounds, it might sound really ignorant. But I always thought this is something that other people kind of do. And, you know, coming from Africa, we have this laissez-faire attitude to animals. So I just thought this thing that people kept going on and on about, you know, um, Blackfish being like an amazing documentary. Like just, I don't even know, like on some blogs and stuff. And then one day I was like, I'll just give it a try. It's probably not going to be good at all. And it just... Blew my mind. It's just amazing, amazing. Your face tells it all. It was. It's just brilliant. She's animation. She's it's like me brilliant. Now. It changed my whole <laughs> view. And after that, I started watching more documentaries on the environment about the food industry. So, mm-hmm. are you gonna go vegan or not? Then I tried. Oh. <laughs> Was it after cowspiracy? Was it? Yes. Yeah. Pudding. <laughs> I was a vegetarian. I try all sorts of things. I need but... to eat less of this stuff because this is yes. um, book shy. My thoughts on um, Blackfish? Mm-hmm. This is going to sound cruel, but I feel like I didn't need to watch a documentary to tell me that what they were doing in SeaWorld was cruel. Mm. But that's purely because I've actually never really liked zoos or anywhere where animals are caged, whether it's a land zoo, a land cage or a water cage. So as I was watching Blackfish, I just kept on thinking, did people really need this documentary to know that what they were doing at SeaWorld was cruel? Like, that whale is huge. I mean, even an expert doesn't need to tell you that that whale should not be like trapped in that tiny cage going round and round. But I also don't... I'm. This is really... Weird because I love horror movies, but I'm also pretty squeamish. I can't explain why. And I really struggled to watch Blackfish for that reason. Like the violence that was being enacted on, on, yeah, like when they were, when the, uh, the, show the whole thing, when the female, I was like, squeamish away. Yeah, like, I was just watching it. Like when the female orcas were attacking Tilikum and you saw the marks Mm. and everything. Mm. And the way that's that scene where the, the really trained, um, the trainer that was good at scuba diving and stuff was being dragged down and coming back up and being dragged down and coming back up. And the leg and there was so much, I was like, yeah, (laughs) I don't need to see that. But I do, I found it really informative. Mm. But I also felt like I didn't need, not that the corners, I didn't need to be told that what they were doing was messed up. Well, well someone should tell SeaWorld that yeah, because that's the they thing. believe still, it. But yeah. they're still trying to like fight against the case, like, which doesn't make sense. Free, but they're not breeding any more orcas in captivity. Oh, I also hated that bit, yes. like where they were basically mm. just using Tilikum as a sperm bank. Well, but this is the thing, right? So let me just step in just to say this quickly. So what also the movie, like, I agree with what you're saying that it's quite, I mean, it should be obvious that no animals should be in cages. Although I have liked zoos in the past and I feel extremely guilty after this documentary. But what amazed me was to the extent that SeaWorld was trying to hide. Yes. Because they knew from the beginning 
that this orca was extremely dangerous. And when you mentioned about them using him as a, as a sperm donor, it was also mentioned that imagine the aggression yeah. that he already has is actually being just passed down. And they showed how many little orcas are being born out of Tilikum. And I was like, why would you do this? And they tried to blame. So one of the victims, um, who's this, um, this lady, who was extremely well-trained and they always emphasize this all of the people who interacted with Tilikum and those who were killed or hurt mm-hmm. were very very well trained they had great relationships with Tilikum they played they hadn't there was no signs of a, uh, of him being aggressive until one day he just switched mm-hmm. you know and they tried to blame on this particular lady that she should have had uh, she had like long blonde yeah. hair they were saying that she should have had it in a ponytail so they tried to make it sound like it was her fault so for me this is what you know, I think what I was amazed was to the extent they were trying. And they, there's even a mention that they had this whole um, like section of the sea world where basically they, they try to make it sound like they're doing um, their researching and experience. But all of that is just nonsense. Lies. Because actually, like there's tons of experience that already suggested that orcas should not be bred in captivity. And they actually were doing fake news at the time. because <laughs> So the orcas, when they are born in the wild, they have this the fin that just stands up straight. When they're born in captivity, it exactly it goes, it sort of bends, yeah, and they try to make it sound like orcas. it was normal. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that's one thing I love about this documentary is how layered it is. Because you you're coming in thinking, well, it's a big killer whale. I I I mean, I was when I was a kid, I was like, I I wanted to go to SeaWorld. So uh, I, I love dolphins. I love like nature and stuff like that. Yeah. Loved nature documentaries growing up. Um, so when I never got to go to SeaWorld, I was like so gutted as a kid. And then when I saw this, I was like... I'm so happy you didn't go. So, because it's horrible. Yeah. It's so horrible. Mm. Um, but the, it's horrible in the way that trainers are getting killed. It's horrible where the mm. animals are treated in captivity. Yeah. Um, and not given the space they need. It's horrible in the way that SeaWorld were Probably just yeah. lying. Yes. Mm. All, and all these different... That was just horrible. It's so multi-layered in that mm. way. That I just thought I was just... Gobsmashed by all the things that are happening in it. Um, It's just insane to me. Books and rhymes. Um, Okay, so watching this documentary, Mm. confession. I went to Florida a few years ago. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I know where this is going. So you said you saw Tilikum. No, I saw Shamu. Uh, are you serious? But this documentary... Yes, I think she is. But there were so many Shamus. <laughs> all of them are called Shamu, yeah. but with a different I, name. I didn't get that. What? There's just like Shamu, Shamu, Shamu. <laughs> yeah, because Shamu one, I, think, two, I think Shamu is a name that they just... All of them are Shamu, but then they have like different names. So when Shamu dies, they just a, new a new Shamu? one takes its place. Mm. So the people who come to... So for children who come... So like legacy customers. Mm. So Shamu just lives forever. That's what... <laughs> Immortality. <laughs> you know? So I've... So Watching this, I was yeah. like, ah. Um, but the thing that struck me about this mm. was how insidious American economic um, environment is. And my summary of this film is capitalism on steroids. Mm-hmm. I say that because not only um, they talked about the breeding, the mm. um, not not just the breeding. But the housing mm. of the penguins, where they talked about how the penguins, the penguins, <laughs> like, did we watch the same the documentary? How they put them in this uh, 
containment yeah. that was dark, mm. you know, at night, and they weren't feeding them properly. So you're not treating the you're treating them in an inhumane manner. So we get that they're animals; they're not human beings. So that um, the empathy, the distance for empathy is quite is quite far compared to a human being. But for me, it was how they were treating the staff as well. Mm. Yeah. That the trainers were as expendable, mm-hmm. and the, the whales were more valuable than the trainers yep. um the mm-hmm. bit towards the end when um the latin american um uh trainer oh the guy in spain the, the guy in spain one. yes i said latin american yeah the spanish-speaking trainer mm-hmm. um you know where he was talking about how i need to be fit my job requires me to be fit all the time and the subtext was if i'm not there i'm ex- i'm i you know someone who replaced me and someone said it's expli- one of the um you know interviews said it's explicitly mm-hmm. that you know you can be replaced at any time yeah you know so and and when you mentioned about the the whales you know having a history mm-hmm. of abusing people mm-hmm. they were documented but the document wasn't shared mm-hmm. yes so mm-hmm. people are being endangered without knowing that they're going to be endangered. Yes, exactly. And there is an active complicity mm-hmm. in the endangerment of people's lives. So that's True. why I said it's capitalism, capitalism on steroids. It's like um, like smoking in, in America yes. where they're like, no, it's, yes. not, it's fine. Yes. It's Doctors fine. are prescribing it to their clients. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. What about, really? what about Matey yeah. Boy's got yeah, cancer? When it came out. No, it's fine. It's not, yeah. That's not smoking that's causing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's everything else. Yeah. So, I mean, I, oh, sorry, one more point. I um I I don't know what to think about you now. If you're going to recommend I watch that, I don't. I'm not sure I like you anymore. Mm. <laughs> Can I just say also one particular scene that's just heartbreaking to me was hearing the the baby uh, the mama mm. crying for her baby. Yes, yeah, yeah. That was, that was like, like yes. losing it. I was like, yes. this is horrible. Yeah. Can I say something about that? When I saw that, maybe it's because I keep going on about this because our domain is reading our territory is reading and i read a lot of historical fiction so i'm used to american you know human history and this was an extension of that history um you know i i just to me i just felt that this is within the fabric of american dna you know not just the culture not just the social dna or the cultural dna's within the actual physical dna where you heard the woman crying you heard the the woman the whale. It was. It, it, was like a, a it, it felt like yeah. a person. And also, you had the other whales come in to console her. Exactly. Oh, that was a beautiful. It was moment. such a huge. You could. You, you realize that the. You know, we talk about evolution, but the connection between um, humans and animals weren't so far. You know, and yet you're super perpetuating this violence upon you know this i was like you know what you guys you've got issues man and then the people were trying to cry when they were being interviewed why didn't you cry when you were doing the thing why oh but that links to the research that was coming up about the fact that the orcas Mm -hmm. in general they're empathetic they have an extension Mm -hmm. their brain is extend has more extensions than Mm -hmm. the human um brain so it was all there and i do have to say one thing i liked about the documentary was how we were able to go they traced the reason why Telecom was the way he was mm. yeah. by going back in time to when he was first captured mm. and the way in which they were capturing um, the orcas mm. was it first in um, the Atlantic and mm. then they moved to Iceland. So I thought that was one thing I really liked about mm. the documentary and how they were drawing on different sources of um, yeah. research. Helen? Um, yeah, I mean, everything you've said and much more. I mean, on the surface, it is a, a documentary about animal cruelty, but there's so much more going on. I mean, it's almost a serial killer documentary about a whale serial killer a little bit. Yeah, um, the enablers. Yeah, um, it's just, it's really well 
directed, uh, mm. the way it uses obviously existing footage. So you see the old SeaWorld trailers and videos mm, yeah. and see yeah. the promotional film and how mm. they marketed it. Yep. And then you also kind of see the absolutely terrifying behind the scenes footage mm. of the different attacks and some of the slightly unbehavior. The bit where the whale train, I think his name's like Kev Powers or something. He's he's basically being pulled under mm. repeatedly mm. by a whale is one of the most terrifying things yeah. I've ever seen. Uh, it's just completely insane. And the levels of animal cruelty mm. It is in those things where you were a kid, you're like, oh, but they they love it. Look, they're having so much fun and they're doing all the tricks and yeah. it's great and it's exciting. And then you realize why they're doing it. And it is really, really crazy. And the bit, there's a bit at the end and they sort of say, oh, you know, well, in 50 years time, we'll be looking back at this and seeing how barbaric it is. And it's not even been that long and yeah. we're already going... No, this is terrible. And um, in 2015, there's an 84% drop in SeaWorld profits mm -hmm. as a result no of this. Surprise. So it, um, I mean, they're still denying pretty much everything and still, you know, appealing it. But uh, I think the damage has been done on that. And I also, the, the music in this. Yeah. It's, it's very Jawsy. Yes. Yes. Very much sounds like, yeah, they're kind of like going with a little bit of the Jaws, yes. Jaws theme going on. Yes. Um. I'm just thinking about the different lies that they they told, <laughs> and also I don't know I, I don't know it's kind of the willingness of people to believe things sometimes. Yes. But um, when they're saying, "Oh yeah, they die, they die when they're like 25 in the wild," it's like, could you not How? just check that yeah. out? There's yeah. Wikipedia, <laughs> Google, exactly. Just before the insights. But yeah, I guess before there's, there's, there's but there were still encyclopedias. Yeah, there's like kind of less information, and also you know explaining to the kids. Yeah, the dorsal fins they flop over. The male dorsal fins yeah. they flop over. That's and, normal. And, yeah, that's normal. It's just all this, all this kind of gels together into one big kind of mm. bullshit loop. But America, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> need, need, need Helen Seymour. Fake news. <laughs> I mean, Spain, Spain was a little bit different. I mean, that part clearly was was not on the scale, yeah. and they were they kind yeah. of ended up in a situation that they were not prepared for. Yeah, they were very mm. bad. They just wanted profits. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I think that that's an incredibly mm. sad, 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 yeah. even sadder than everything else because of that. Because mm -hmm. basically, you know, it was owned by SeaWorld. They had all the control. They could have stopped it, but yeah. they they just, they didn't care on that. Thinking about this, I'm like, can America, re can there really be a change in... No, I no, mean, no, I'm, I hear because it. I'm thinking more, I can't help making connection between this and human history and American human historical trajectory. Or just just like politics now with the states. In what way? In the way that there's just lies Trump. going on in the background. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, because I was thinking more... Separating in, kids I was thinking more in the subjugation yeah. of humans and just this desire to control, to have absolute control of um, the people who do not look like you yeah. or um, from different culture and then you're looking at the also the spin how you spin the violence being enacted mm. so it's not just on humans so that you've now sort of moved from humans to other species as well and so yeah America is mad but you know actually I I'm disagree sorry. with if you're that. American I, you, your country's mad I actually disagree <laughs> I disagree with that assessment. that's books and rhymes I have no filter. <laughs> I have no filter. I, I disagree, Books and Rhymes, because I don't think it's not about America. I think it's about 
um, Western society. Yeah, capitalism. Okay, so it's not just America, it's extension. It's extension because you know what? One of the reasons why I was not into animal rights is because I thought animal rights was for white people. Mm. That really and truly, like, you know, us black people, we don't Mm. really engage with environment Mm. these talks because we're like, come on, it's just a dog. Mm. But after watching that, I actually started to, you know, think much more about this whole environmental justice Mm. and how it actually affects so much of the mm. what they call the third world, With which the global is south, primarily yeah. inhabited by people that are non-white. Yeah. Yet there's all this discourse. Like if you look at how um, the Serengeti Plain was established, it was established because um, you had a lot of Americans coming to uh, hunt for lions mm-hmm. and killing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the discourse was not about the fact that Westerners were coming mm-hmm. into this area and mm-hmm. killing the the animals. It was that the Maasai who had lived there for thousands and thousands of years mm. that their practices were harmful to the animals and to the fauna and the flora. The spin. And yeah. Going back to Kobe's point, the spin. Me, I was just like, we, you know, as non-Westerners, we actually have ancient knowledge mm-hmm. of how to communicate with the environment, how to communicate with animals. And, you know, and today we're so disconnected from mm. it. You know, it's always, it's been taken almost as like, oh, this is a Westerners battle for justice, environmental mm. justice, you know. And for me, the history of Tilikum is just another example of basically Western society. Mm. Like you say, capitalism steroids. All they care about was making the money Mm -hmm. and they try to justify it through their fake research Mm -hmm. in order to just, you know, keep the coins. But in a way, you've more or less like... Mm -hmm. Agreed with you've extended my point. Work, yeah. <laughs> agreed with it because whilst I'm looking specifically yeah. at American practice within the country, mm. you've extended that to that the they world. literally yeah. export. So mm. those same ideals, even exactly. though it has been entrenched in American society, has now been exported to other parts of the world. But as far as I'm concerned, the, per- the perpetrators, mm. the perpetrators are still of that ilk. It's still the same. It's still the same ideology. That's mm-hmm. so sort of absolute subjugation mm-hmm. and the quest for some imagined sense of power, even when you look and when you look at them, um, when you put them under the microscope, mm-hmm. they are overcompensating for this sense of, for this imagined sense of, so lack of sense of, lack of power, which you're trying to exert onto other people as some kind of power, which, yeah. Will you go to SeaWorld again? Uh, hell to the nizzle. Yeah. <laughs> I only went because it was part of a package deal. I ain't paying for that. <laughs> um, should we go to the scores? Anyone else got anything to say before we go into the scores? It's a great movie, man. Well, are, you to influence, are you trying yeah. to influence it's, my score? It's, uh, it's, We're gonna... it's a love story. It's everything. <laughs> it's a love story. Well, let's like, see. What? <laughs> it is. Because, uh, let me just say one last thing. The trainers... <laughs> They were in love with the orcas. They were in love with the orcas. But also what was disturbing is, I remember this girl who was talking about going to the process of becoming an actual trainer Mm. and how they were like, oh, I love animals. I can't wait to interact. And he's going to like be my best friend. And once again, Bookshare Books, you're quite right. Like, dude, how can this animal who is so big inside a little small thing. Why Why do you think he wants to be your friend? Don't you think he'd rather be outside living yeah. his best yeah. life? I don't so, know you. And then, sorry, one thing that you raised, then we can totally go to scores. You know, when they mention the stuff about their hmm. different nations and different races yeah. in yes, yes, there, yes. Yeah. and then you then realize for us humans, we're like, oh, all orcas Those are the same. same. Mm-hmm. But actually, they're different from different places. And imagine, different languages. imagine mm. putting them all together yes. in one space. No wonder they're so violent against yes. each other. And that's what they actually said in the documentary that 
many of the times they would put all these different orcas they actually do not speak the same language mm. and they just couldn't get along mm. wonder know? why mm. anyway scores <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> Yes, post-colonial child, you chose Blackfish. Can you give us, you start us out with the recommendability yeah. score? Of course. Um, <laughs> well, I recommend this documentary. So, five. Because I think it's just, it's just a great, it's well shot. Music is on point. I love the, the footage and how they, as Helen said, how they use the music and for the promo, etc., etc. Um and just like Bookshire Books also pointed out, it draws on so many things. So it's not just about this, oh, there's this killer whale who just killed three people. It's also about, you know, how it came to be like this, but also how so many people at every single stage could have stopped this, could have said something, and how SeaWorld just covered it up. And all the lies, it was so intricate that even the trainers, who are some of them are doing it for the passion, were also brainwashed. Yeah. You know. So yes, number five. <laughs> so uh, myself, Bookshy Books, I would give it a 4.5 because I thought it was a well thought out documentary. Mm-hmm. It draws on so many different pieces. I liked the fact that it went back in time for us to really understand Tilly mm-hmm. and why Tilly is the way that he is. And I actually, after watching it and still watching it, I don't believe Tilly is aggressive. Mm. I actually don't, even though, yes, he killed three people. He is he's a product of the climate and that he was in. Yeah. And I really and truly feel that if Tilly wasn't in captivity, yeah. he wouldn't be um this violent killer whale. Mm. Books and Um recommendability. Hmm. A five. <laughs> <laughs> 2.5. Um Wow, she's really thinking here. No, because, I mean, it's a great documentary. It is. It's a good watch. Yeah, good taste. But I think it also depends on the sensibility of the person watching it as mm-hmm. well. It is very violent. Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. I I think that there needs to be... Uh, Trigger warning. Yes, for that documentary. I mean, the footage that was shown. It's one thing to watch fiction, um, to watch a film, mm-hmm. because, you know, suspension of disbelief. It's not real. It's all directed. Mm-hmm. But these are actually people dying. And what about people who have experienced such violence in real life? So recommendability is great content, great direction, um, just... Yeah, too much gore. So I'd go to 3.5. But the gore is what makes the movie like, you know, great. Yeah, it's just like, for example, Amazing. it's like doing, it's like um, if you were going to do a documentary about... Um, I love less gore of, I can tell. Do, if you're going to do a documentary about, you know, sexual tourism, yes. you don't have to show them engaging in the act. That's why I'm equating this because no, it's true. just gratuitous violence. I think they have to show some kind of degree of... Um, get a reaction act, yeah. to get a reaction yeah, yeah as you say because people just don't interact. people there'll be too much of a disconnect yeah. mm. if it's just talking head saying yeah and then he dragged me down he'd be like oh yeah but you're in the water with them anyway you're kind of dancing around with them but to show like <laughs> this, this whale mm. literally grabbing by the foot letting him go and swimming to the top and then the whale yeah. grabbing him to describe that verbally would just not have the same impact mm. uh, but yeah, yeah I, I do mm. I tend to score based on I, yeah. who we think is going to watch as well mm. and I think mm. um, just something I, I it will temper my recommendability score a bit but it will come to me in a second um, but um, yeah I sometimes think you, you, 
there's some people I definitely wouldn't show this mm. ask to watch yeah. because it's yeah. pretty dark well, in places. Yeah. Actually, spoiler um, so alert. What, what was your score? Sorry, Books and Rhymes. Oh, um, 3.5. Really interesting you say that. Um, when Mara was watching, my brother asked, what are you watching? And I said a documentary about a killer, uh, killer whale. And he said, sounds boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But this is why. You but it's because recommend. of... That's how I see yeah. the score. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. What's your rating? 4.5. 4.5? Yeah. Ah, sorry, I missed that. That's okay. Hello. Um, I get the, it's not going to be for everyone and the parts of the, to drop the points, but I, I've seen this before and the first time around, I think it was very much kind of, you know, the animal rights that I took away from it and that, and the second time around, just a lot, lot more, just all of the lies, mm. the capitalism, just everything about it. I think it's such an important documentary. And I think it's really important that these filmmakers went up against someone like SeaWorld who mm. have got the lawyers and they've got the money and they've got, what, 30 years of lies mm. to sell people that people believed. And, you know, it's really important that they made this film and they didn't back down and they kept going. And then as a result, you know, they're, the SeaWorld's profits are down, their brand is completely damaged. So there needs to be more documentaries, I think, that challenge these big companies and challenge things like this. So I'm I'm going to go five. Ooh. Ooh-hoo. <laughs> you got really excited there. You like a five anyway. You, you dish out fives willy-nilly. You don't care. Shut it. Uh, um, yeah. I'm a 4.9. This I I love this documentary. I've only this is the second time I've seen it, mm-hmm. and when you suggested it, I was like, "Excuse." It's one of those ones where it, there's every now and again there's a documentary um, like Senna, like Amy, a documentary will come along, and everyone will be like, "Have you seen it? You mm-hmm. have to see it." Mm-hmm. And, and this is one of those ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, four point nine. This is yeah. I think like yourself, I, I'm I'm not sure if I saw it in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was aware of it when Netflix first started and when I saw it I was like guys go watch it go watch it go watch it and mm-hmm. there's so many discussions about no one's really disagreeing and I was like yeah this is a great thing actually we need to have more killer whales in captivity but it was like <laughs> it was like a watershed of like yeah. I can't believe this is happening and to your point Bookshy mm-hmm. the fact that maybe you're the one insightful person <laughs> in the whole <laughs> out of so many people but there's clearly not that many people are and that's why this is yeah. after this documentary 84% of the yeah. down in profit. So people weren't, mm, people uh-huh. didn't know about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 4.9, which is probably one of the highest I've ever given for anything. Wow. Yeah. Yahoo! <laughs> Nearly back to the future, yeah. yeah. Back to the future is a five. <laughs> of course, of course that, it that's, is. That's the recommend, that's the standard. <laughs> yes. Recommendability. Back and, to the future is a five. I'm yeah. with you on that. <laughs> um, repeat viewing score. That's a Postpone five. Your time. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, 4.9, no, 4.9. Yeah, four point nine. <gasps> Why? Why? Because yes, it can be sensitive to some people, and watching on repeat might not be a <laughs> cup of tea. But I also would say repeat viewing that high because, just as you mentioned, bookshop books. I made my mom watch it, and my mom is definitely not into killer whales. So it's one of those movies that you have to tell people like, I'll watch it with you and it'll be fun. So yeah. Oh, yeah. It. Fun. I'm it. It it's fun. It's fun. like, no, I'd have to. Okay. Like You're going to caveat the fun. It's basically like, the fun part is like, 
you just get enlightened and you're just like, oh my God. You know, and that's what I like about it. That's why I'm like, this is such a great movie. It's not the whole, the killing footage. Uh, so repeat, repeat viewing for a book shy, I would give it a four. Um, I'm If it was for myself watching it again, I would give it a three because it wouldn't be something I want to want, want to watch again purely because it's, it's a bit graphic and gruesome. But I would say four because I agree with Postcolonial Child. I would recommend it to someone, but I feel like I'd actually have to be with them <laughs> to, to make sure that they watch it and stick with it. So that's why my that's why I have a four. Mm. Um, yeah, sorry, it's a no for me. What? I sound like um, that guy from American Idol. It's a no, dog. Simon Cowell? No, the black guy. No, you just sound like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Room my I was about to say, this is just, you know, you're just I disagreeing know. with her. But it's okay, I'm she already with you. She's just one disagreeing with me. You so I'm paying it back. Yeah. It's okay. No, oh, oh, sorry, girl. Do you know what? It's just, first of all, I, even though I've been to SeaWorld once, that was because, no, really. You gave them your coins to see Shamu. Brethren. Not because, I, because I went on a group holiday and they insisted. We, we, you know, we, like we, don't, just we don't need any excuses. Along. It's okay. Yeah, I you know, sold you out. You were young. Just say you were young. Yeah, well, you didn't know any better. Yes. You weren't woke then. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't watch this again. The people I know, they would not go out of their way to SeaWorld. But it's a great documentary. So I would give it repeat viewing, not for me. So I'd say two for me. No, that's that's fair. Yeah. But it's yeah. So I think I I must have seen this quite close to when it came out because it was on the BBC quite quickly. So that was the last time I saw it, about 2013. So what's that? Five years? Six. 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 Yeah, depending on when. Um and normally obviously with documentaries, kind of I remembered who who kind of died, but I'd forgotten a little bit and I was still so shocked to see it again and it still had that mm-hmm. shock value um, just in kind of, you know, the the violence, but also kind of the lies. I know I keep saying it, um, mm. but the fact that they got away with everything for so long. So I do think if, I do think there is value in watching it again, mm. um, whether how many more times I'm going to watch it, not sure. So maybe a three on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah. This is probably the most rewatchable documentary. I think. I, I think maybe what I need to watch again is the thirteenth because I think that was so. That, yeah. There's a lot to take in. There. I would watch. I would watch thirteenth oh, again. I would, yeah. I would watch. I would watch, 13th. I would watch it much, again. That's harrowing. For me. It's just no. You uh, know anything that is about uh, black people, which is like slavery, like incarceration. Trauma. I cannot. I can't even watch like anything that comes close to slavery. Like, I just can't. But the. I mean, they're so in depth. I could watch to watch or Killer Will. So <laughs> I didn't even understand <laughs> when people talk about. The, the amendments in the constitution. Yeah. I never really understood that they changed. Obviously, now I know. Obviously, I know what amendment was, <laughs> but they changed what went before to like mean something. To mm-hmm. like, from then on, it became this thing. But anyway, so that's a digression. I'm trying. I was just trying to think of another documentary. I think yes, I need to watch that again at some point because I need mm. to absorb those stuff I missed from that. Mm-hmm. Um, documentaries. I don't think I watch much. Often. I can't think of any of the documentary I've watched really more than once. Um, so this is. I think watching this twice is high for me and I can't see myself not watching it again mm-hmm, exactly. and I like what you're saying about like you've not seen it come here son it's <laughs> yeah. right now yeah. because you need to see this so if that translates to a three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is low <laughs> really got you excited know, didn't you okay. yes <laughs> gotta get my, my, my 3.5 my 4 we, we always say when we do have documentaries on that the repeat viewing is, yeah. is yeah. just low yeah. 
Small screen score, though. They normally do quite well on that. So yeah. that one is the uh, the next one. Mm-hmm. So um, it's how well do you think this film um, relates to the Netflix environment? Mm. Mm. I'm going to give it a three, actually. Because I feel like... I, well, I watch it on Netflix on my computer. But it's so good. And I think it would have been even more... Because, I, well, not that the point is to be harrowing, but imagine watching this in the cinema. With the music. It would just... Oh, actually, maybe not. Like, let me change that. A four. Mm. Because actually, even though I watched it in a small screen, it still made me like, mm-hmm. oh my God, you mm-hmm. know. So, but I think that there is value in seeing this mm. in the cinema. Mm. So, yeah, I think a four is good. Uh, three for me for small screen score. Um, yeah. I mean, Yeah. Do you feel you wanted to watch in the cinema more? I think it'd be cool in the cinema. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily go watch it in the cinema. But I think it would be cool. But yeah, no, three for me. Yeah. Um, for me, small screen score, I'd give it a five. Um, I give it a five because even though I've said that the subject matter is quite um the presentation of the subject matter mm. is quite graphic. However, you got the gist of it because I watched it on my on Netflix for mobile mm-hmm. and I got the gist. So I didn't feel like I missed anything out. Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine watching it, how even more shocking it would have been to watch it in a big screen. Oh my Lord. Um, so you, you get the gist. You don't miss anything from watching it on your phone. Just make sure you've got a good sound system because the soundtrack is really good. Mm-hmm. I've got a confession to make. <laughs> you watched it on your on mobile? Your I watched this on my phone. The first oh, yeah. <laughs> Is this the first one you've ever watched on your phone? Oh my gosh. That's think, the one they so. shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this was a long, long time before we even knew each other, I believe. <laughs> uh, before this podcast existed, um, I just had a long bus journey and... I wanted to see it, so I just downloaded it and watched it straight away. It was more the urgency than the... It looks like you're apologising. <laughs> this is not a confessional podcast, but I, I don't mind. I'm, if you, I think if, you're, if you have a commute and you want to watch something, then Makes sense. The, bigger the, the bigger the screen, the better, but sometimes time constricts you. You're the one that's the one who is against. <laughs> it was probably like an iPhone 4. <laughs> like Ooh. Small in this. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. I mean, I've got an... I've now got an iPad, so I think that's the the smallest. You should really go. <laughs> <laughs> What's the score? So the score. Um, I mean, it's document. I think documentaries, by nature, are quite. They're kind of cozy things that you can watch um, at home. Um, mm. A lot of them tend to be kind of made for TV as well, anyway. So it's become kind of a little bit cozier to to have that. Um, I don't know whether I'd. I think seeing it in the cinema would it would have that real com- communal shock mm. value, um, but I'd also don't want to let it down at small screen score because it's mm-hmm. anything bigger <laughs> than your phone is fine. Four point five. Yeah, yeah. I really can't remember where I watched this. I'm I'm, I'm not sure if I did watch it in the cinema or not. <laughs> there was probably a time like 2013. I was. Just watching, I just go to cinema just all the time, like three or four times a week. Mm. Um, so sometimes it's kind of merged into one. But I think it works great on a small screen. Um, mm. So it's, I think it's a 4.5 as well. Engagement score. Post PCC. <laughs> <laughs> Police commission has commission. <laughs> well, Prince Charles Cinema. <laughs> um, Engagement 
For me, it's a five because, as I said, mm. I was not interested in animals. I was like, who would watch a documentary about killer whales? Ugh. Um, so for me, like I started watching from the get go. I was like, this is amazing. And the facts that I don't know if I went, I don't think I went on Wikipedia, but if I did go on Wikipedia after, which means that it was quite engaging. Like when I do it mid midway through the movie, it means it's quite engaging. I just can't stand all the suspects. <laughs> so I was Googling and like, who died? And who are these people? And yes. So I, it's a five for me because for me, it was just mind blowing. Uh, Books Shy, it's a four for me on engagement. I Four for me on engagement. I paid attention the whole way through. I tend to multitask and do many things at once. But with this, mm-hmm. I focused. In fact, I didn't want to miss anything. There was definitely one scene where I think I might have missed. So I paused and I rewound <laughs> to make sure that I, I caught what was being said. So, and yeah. had you missed it? I had. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I had paused. And after that, and that was actually at the beginning when um, they were showing us how the orcas were smart enough to go this way. The mothers and the baby mm. went one way mm. and the other ones went that way. And then yeah. I was, that bit, I was like, okay, yeah, this is a documentary where you really have mm. to pay attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a four for me. Mm. Yeah, same. It's a four for from, from me because the subject matter is so compelling. It's, so, it's very educational. It's, uh, it's different and you're really vested in trying to... It's very suspenseful the way they told the story. Mm. So, yeah, you have no choice but to be... You can't watch this and not be vested in what you're watching. So definitely a four from me. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit higher and I'm going to give it a five. Um, second, <laughs> second time round. <laughs> you're not competitive. Um, I am. Exactly as you've just said. It is almost like a suspense thriller that mm. you are... But what happened next? Who do they kill next? What, 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 how, you're almost like, how much worse can it get? Mm. And it is, it is really engaging. And, um, I mean, you, you may kind of end up having a look to see what happened to various people afterwards. But yeah, yeah it's, and it's a good length as well. I didn't actually make mm. a note of the length, which is a sign that I, it wasn't an issue for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Five for me as well. Mm. This is, I think that was a great point. Um, sorry, was it uh, Books Around that said about where they discussed how the... Yeah, sorry, no, Bookshire. Bookshire. It's okay. Um, how the two different parts of the pod, of the of the uh, Killer Whale mm-hmm. pod, split apart because they knew from the year before mm. that their kids were going to be stolen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were like, okay, guys, if this happens again, we're going to go that, like, this way, we're going to go this way, mm-hmm. and that'll distract them. So that works mm-hmm. one year, but then they brought the planes on board. Um, yeah. and, humans. and it was so sad yeah it was because you just knew what was going to happen that bit what they did desperate. with the whales that died oh. so yeah like I say from the, from the off and he had that guy who was explaining he was a part of that mm-hmm. and then he was like I can't be a part of this anymore yeah. mm-hmm. um, so right from the start you hooked in and it comes on all the lies and all the bullshit mm-hmm. and then it sets up the story of this one, la- one lady you're not sure you th- hope she doesn't die but you- you're thinking mm-hmm. she's dead but then how does she die because yeah. mm-hmm. other people are injured in horrible ways yeah. and that's the suspense thing that you two guys uh, Helen and, and uh, Books and Rhymes are talking about and I think that's mm-hmm. all wraps into an immensely amazing em- <laughs> engaging amazing engaging <laughs> new word alert yeah. <laughs> um, and could I just add yes. I don't know if, if you do this in your um, in, in your podcast we don't but, but you can add it <laughs> <laughs> so special segment I recommend 
if you in have watched or about to watch this documentary, I recommend you watching The Cove, which is another amazing documentary about the business of killing dolphins in Japan. Watch that. It's very good. And second, watch The Will Rider, which is about uh, Maori and social traditions and uh, this girl who's fighting sexism and her connection to whales. Yeah. No, super cool. I've not seen The Cove. I've not seen Whale Rider. I've not seen Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I've, I've seen, seen Free Willy. Willy. I think I've also seen Free yeah, Willy Part 2. So we have a super high score of 4.19, which I think Woo! is probably, I can't, yeah, for a documentary, it's really high. Um, let's go to our Twitter account because we ask people, um, our Twitter people who follow us, um, we always put a tweet out before we record, uh, in this case saying we're, we're reviewing Blackfish with Books and Rhymes, Books High Books, Postcolonial Chi, uh, um, aka Not Another Podcast. Um, ask them if they've seen it and give a five star review. And um, a, a review. And guys, can you start with Postcolonial Chi? Can you read the first review uh, from Shitegeist? <laughs> While not a perfect documentary, Blackfish offers a glimpse beneath the surface at man's inhumanity to man and animal. Essential viewing. And four little orcas for the win. Four stars. <laughs> um, Retro Ramble blog says five star. An engaging and tragic documentary. If you have Netflix, it really should be top of your viewing list. Seth Rogen Josh. Josh, that's I thought it was a the Seth Rogen, but it's not. It's uh, <laughs> Seth Rogen. We, we know him. He'll be very pleased to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Rogen or Rogan? Rogan. Okay. So Seth, sorry if I'm mispronouncing your surname, Seth. Um, he says, learning that psychologically scared orcas will bite off human genitals <laughs> for fun was not a lesson we wanted to learn, but was certainly the take-home lesson we all needed to learn. And he gave three dolphins a... An eggplant, eggplant emoji and a um emoji. yes with a tongue out. I don't know what, how you call it. I don't think yeah. orcas use eggplant emoji though. I, I was gonna say, no, but it's that was the for the genitals. That's bitten off. Know, bitten off. Yes, saying. maybe they ate it and they quite enjoyed. It's a yeah. Very creative use of emojis there from our reviewers. So if you are also very creative with your use of emojis to display numbers, then please do follow us on Twitter yes. and um, keep a lookout for any future episodes we've got coming up. Yep. Cheers uh, for coming on, guys. Uh, just give us a quick rundown of where we can find you online. Yes. So you can find me, Postcolonial Child, on Twitter as Postcolonial She, and on Instagram as Postcolonial Child. Yes. And I'm on our website, <laughs> yovaka.co.uk. It's too many handles to remember. <laughs> and Bookshy. So, Bookshy, you can find me on Twitter at Bookshy Books, on Instagram at Bookshy Books, and my blog is bookshybooks.com. And I'm Books and Rhymes and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Books and Rhymes where I review books on Instagram and introduce you to your next favourite books. Um, in the meantime, you can follow Not Another Book Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. It's the same social media handle at NA Book Podcast. Get your life with us. Woohoo! Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for coming. Bye. 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 Watch Blackfish. <laughs>
Thanks, as always, to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Brendan Russell for his awesome editing skills. <laughs>